Hey garden friends, currently in my flower garden, thinking of all the things that I could be doing, all the weeding I see I need to do, but I'm also dripping in sweat because summer has finally arrived to Texas. I feel like this week was the real set-in of, of what, what's to come for the next four months. Heat and humidity, which I actually, I actually thrive in and I like it. There's a difference though in, okay, I'm going outside. I'm just going to plan on being disgusting for the rest of the day. So whatever I'm going to do, whether it's working out, gardening, playing in the yard, whatever, just accept it. And then there's the, I don't really want to get too gross today because of whatever reason. <laughs> but if I go outside for two minutes, I'm pretty much dripping like I sat in a sauna for two minutes. So. There's also that, where you're just disgusting and you just want to avoid going outside because it's awful. So I've been, I've been doing the latter, I'm sorry, the former <laughs> more this week, just accepting the disgustingness. But today, not so much in the mood to be so disgusting and yet here I am with sweat rolling down my back and I'm just sitting here. So. That's how things are in Texas, which I'm sure are translating straight across the South. I know Florida gets gets exactly what I'm saying. Uh, and if you're in any tropical climate, you also understand. So it's here. Oh, I see a friend coming up to steal some food. I gotta pause for a second. There's a deer over here being very curious. I think I need to go scare it off here. So the deer have been mostly good the last few months since we've been home a lot. And outside, they haven't been nearly as pesky um, browsing through our garden, but occasionally they do. And if I can scare them off, that's a good thing. So anyway, as I was mentioning, super, super hot. Uh, that I, I made a list of things I wanted to talk about because I knew I'd forget all the things I wanted to run through here and try to keep this relatively short. Uh, so a monarch update. I mentioned I was raising monarchs and I ended up raising 15 and I originally, I think I said 16, but I guess I don't, I don't know if I lost one or if I miscounted to begin with, but I had 15 throughout the rest of like the two and a half, three weeks that I raised them. And in the end I had six female, sorry, six males and nine females. And a lot of those females were like really early on. I was like, well, is this gonna be like all females? Like, except for a couple? But uh, the last the last day, uh, the group that I released, I think there were five that day, there was more males in that group than females. I think there's actually four, four males and one female on that one. So uh, they kind of s spread that out. But yeah, they ended up being all really healthy, really good. And that's something I wanted to talk about too, is that in the past I've mostly raised all of our monarchs on tropical milkweed, though I have supplemented with the uh, native green milkweed, Asclepius uh, viridis, and um, it's also called green antelope horn. But this year, I, other than whatever they hatched on, because I collected them on tropical milkweed in my garden, they probably ate, you know, that leaf a little bit. Everything else, I raised them on purely green milkweed this year because my tropical milkweed just wasn't big enough. So 
I really wanted to see, you know, how that was going to go. And I know the big thing with, you know, tropical milkweed is the prevalence of OE. Um, and I think it's protozoan and it can cause a lot of deformities in the monarchs after if, if they make it. And sometimes it just kills them outright uh, in the caterpillar stage or in the, the chrysalis. So, which I've had, I've had uh, the fall of 2018, I had a bad run for about four or five chrysalises that just they just died they stopped pupating midway it was just and then I had a deformed uh, monarch when it hatched out and I ended up euthanizing it it was just kind of a mess and you know I, I, I kind of wanted to do this green milkweed thing just to kind of test it all it's not like I didn't believe what everybody was saying but it was also like partly I want to see for it myself and I don't know 15 15 isn't a big sample obviously but I think it proved to me that tropical milkweed probably not so great for raising monarchs um, maybe not so bad if you're you know getting new milkweed in the spring the tropical milkweed if you got fresh cuttings and then they haven't really had time to grow a lot of the, the OE uh, protozoa but you know that fall round when you can get a ton of it on there it's just I don't know I'll see I'd like to run this again in the fall I have not had a good monarch I'd, last year we didn't have any really monarchs come through in the fall there was not a lot of flush of that for me so I didn't get to raise them in the fall um, We'll have to see if that happens this year. If I get any eggs to raise, I will try the green milkweed thing again if it hasn't gone dormant. And that's another thing. Uh, sometimes the green milkweed's already kind of dormant by the time they come through. So we'll see on that as well. But those are my results with the Monarchs this year. I am happy. I'm sure I've seen a couple adults flying through. I'm sure I've got a couple more caterpillars hanging out in the garden, but I'm not gonna raise anymore because the bulk of that is already done. Uh, we'll have, you know, some monarchs here and there throughout the uh, season, but uh, it won't be as much as it is when they start moving through uh, like they do early in the spring. Okay, as for, yeah, the garden, I spent this last week, probably a good couple days, weeding my husband's flower bed. And by that, we, last year, we decided to split up two flower beds for our own so we could just do our own thing. You know, when you get married, after a long time, you get crabby about doing things one way or the other. And so we decided, okay, you can have your bed and you'll have your bed and uh, nobody can complain about it too much. So, but he's been busy doing a lot of things and the weeds were getting kind of crazy for me. And uh, I like to keep on track of a couple weeds that are particularly noxious around here. It's a Phyllosanthus urinaria, or it's Phyllanthus. Phyllosanthus, Phyllanthus. Anyway, it's a pretty nasty weed, and it gets out of control, and it's pretty bad in our edible garden. I've not had too much of a problem in the past in the flower gardens, but this year I'm noticing a lot more of it, so I'd really like to keep it under control. And he had a bunch of it in there with a couple other things that I didn't, I didn't really want to get too crazy and I didn't know when he was gonna get a chance to weed that and also don't want to be like the nag can you please do this while you're doing all these other projects so I just did it and so that feels really good but now as I weeded that I'm like okay I really got to go back through my beds and our 
joint beds and the path is a disaster and that little garden is just never ending and you know between obviously working and um, doing all this other things that we're trying to do in the pandemic um, just trying to stay on top of all of that and sometimes it just gets a little crazy and take a minute to breathe and enjoy it even if it is a little bit weedy but I am working on that the tomatoes are doing really good. I'm finally getting fruit. The Oaxacan pinks are putting on fruit. A couple of, there's a, yeah, several other plants that are flowering. Don't see fruit on those yet. Blackberries are finally ripening. We handled, got a handful or two today, my son and I. Uh, so I'm very excited. Probably another week or two will be the big push of ripeness and I will be enjoying lots of blackberries, maybe and some vanilla ice cream. I wouldn't mind making my husband made a blackberry galette a couple years ago because I had been drooling about one of those and I might have to con him into making me another one so that was really good and uh, I'm looking forward to blackberry season something else I noticed the other day when I was reading my husband's bed I was just kind of standing there and I noticed some water falling from our false indigo bush. It's called Amorpha fruticosa. It's more like a giant, well, not a giant tree, but a small understory tree. And there's like water falling from it. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I finally noticed some bugs up on it. I don't know if they were their leaf hoppers or what they are because it's, you know, probably 10 feet up and I wasn't gonna get a ladder to go inspecting, but how it's honeydew or if they're, what exactly is being secreted from that, but it looked like a little mist of rain coming from that. So I was standing there and then I noticed that on our Texas mountain laurel, laurel next to it, uh, some caterpillars had made some webs around the, the fruits of the top of the plant. And you know, I'm used to Eastern tent caterpillars doing that, but I didn't think that's what they were. So I looked closer and it turns out they were this Genesta broom moth that I had identified on a smaller plant uh, of the mountain laurel. Sometimes we get mountain laurel seedlings in the, the flower bed. And I had noticed that and identified it about two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, that's them. Okay, well, they don't, I mean, it's kind of making the plant look a little ugly, but I know time's gonna pass and they're gonna be, the plant will be fine. So I just happened to look it up on iNaturalist before, right before I started recording this. And sure enough, they are um, gonna go scare the stupid deer again. <laughs> she just does not care that I am approaching her. <laughs> anyway, I noticed that moth also forages as caterpillars on other um, bean family plants. And of course, it's kind of the same sort of plant. It's in that same family. So. This plant isn't particularly listed, but I guess I just found a home there and it's having a field day uh, on <laughs> on our Texas mountain laurel. Looks kind of ugly, but like I said, it'll be fine after they move along. Anyway, it is so hot. I see weeds I want to pull, but I have actually have to go in and do some work. But it's a three-day weekend, so maybe I will find some time in the upcoming days to do some more gardening. Enjoying nature, and I hope you're doing the same thing. Um, this one's probably going to be a little bit of a more rambly episode. <laughs> I hope you stuck with me. Uh, appreciate it, and happy gardening. <laughs>